Hello guys, welcome! I'm super excited to do this because I've never done this before, but this is Megan's first podcast! It's like baby's first, like whatever, baby's first word. This is Megan's first podcast. I don't have a name for it yet. We were gonna maybe do like Megs and Toast, Fresh Daily Megs. I don't know, let's call it Megs and Toast for now. Get it? Because like Megs, eggs. I don't know. So this is my first time. I'm a little nervous, like first date kind of nervous type beat, but this is kind of just like a little thing where you guys can like hang out with me get to learn more about me. I don't know. I'm not a podcaster. I'm just Megan. And I get a lot of questions all the time. And I'm just like here to finally put out something that answers everything about my life. I don't know if you want to listen, but maybe someone will because I get these questions all the time. This is the pilot because you know how every show has a pilot episode. This is the pilot episode. We're just going to chill. I'm going to answer some questions. I'm going to be very introductory now. But these are the questions that everyone asks me all the time like I swear this is like the everyone knows the first one everyone knows the first one what it's going to be how did I get into overtime so basically the story was it was a cold October morning and my parents had me and they named me overtime 20 years later I came upon a company called overtime and they felt like they had to hire me because it was just very organic but the real story is I was little Megan Eugenio that's my real name Megan Eugenio my real name's not overtime everyone thinks it's overtime no so I moved to New York City in 2018 for college. I was attending a school called Pace University. I was an undecided major. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't even know anything really about New York City. I knew what overtime was, but I didn't know overtime was in New York. Fast forward, it's October. I'm a month or two into school, and I get this like connection through Instagram. Some way, somehow, I met someone that worked for Overtime. Their name wasn't even Overtime so-and-so. It was just like their name, but they had Overtime in their bio. I clicked on it. They slid in the DMs, pretty much. We became friends. But I met this person through social media that worked for Overtime. They don't even work here anymore, so I can, I can say this now, but they, whatever. They don't even work here. They stopped working here like a year or two ago. And I essentially was talking to this person and I was like 18, I had no experience, no, no nothing. I didn't have a job. I was just like going about my life, floating around like a little bird. And I was like, do you think overtime would hire me? Like I would make coffee for you, I'll do anything. And they were like, let me ask my manager. They asked the manager, I think it was Allie. I don't know, but essentially two weeks later, I got a call from Overtime Allie. She asked me what my skills were. She looked at my resume, which I had my roommate help me with because I didn't know how to make a resume. I didn't pay attention to that high school class. You know when you're a senior and you have to make a resume? Yeah. Like, and the only thing that was on my resume was like me working at the local YMCA and Miss Massachusetts beauty pageants, okay? I had no real skills. I knew how to use Microsoft Word. It was like very simple. And Overtime was like, you know what? Sure. And I told them, I was like, I'll do anything for you guys. I'll make your coffees. And they were like, you're not going to make coffees, but we could use some help right now. And that's pretty much the easy way of saying I got into Overtime is I asked for a job from someone that I met over social media that worked for Overtime. I don't know where they are now. Hope you're doing well. Whatever. I don't even know what they do, honestly. I should ask about that because they pretty much got me the job and got me where I am now. But I mean, it's not if I was, didn't get hired or anything, but had the interview and all that. Anyways, that's the pretty simple answer. 
Also, I didn't even say why I started a podcast, or maybe I did in the beginning, but basically I started a podcast just to answer all the questions that need to be answered and to kind of go into like the little juicy details of my life that people think they know. Cause like on social media, you think you know somebody, but in reality you don't. Like you know maybe the black and white aspects of it, but there's so much gray area. And the podcast life is to explain the gray area. That's what I'm gonna be doing here. I'm gonna be hyped up on caffeine, just talking about whatever, and that's fine. Um, but a little bit of backstory about me. I haven't always lived in New York City, but um, my name is Megan Eugenio. I grew up in a little town called Peabody, Massachusetts. I do not claim Peabody. I never really liked my hometown. I always wanted to get out of my hometown. I have a few good friends still back in my hometown, but I grew up there. I went to a high school called Bishop High School. Ugh. I went to a high school called Bishop Fenwick. You know, very small, close-knit community where people... I call it being a townie where people like live and die in their town. That's how everyone is in my town. Everyone lives and dies by the Peabody Tanners, whatever, the Fenwick Crusaders. Like that's their thing. And like people grow up in the community, have their kids in the community and stay there. And I'm not hating on that. It's just, I never wanted to do that. And people in my community, I feel like don't like people that kind of want to strive for more than the Peabody dream. So I always felt kind of just like outcasted, but I was like, never popular growing up i was never the one in like the group that like had the cool lunch table like honestly i've said this before on my twitter i used to eat alone in the library like and you weren't even allowed to eat in the library i would like sneak my salad because i don't know i just always felt like i had more to do on my own than i did to do with the people that were peaking in middle school and high school like they were focused on like their prom group and what car they were driving and I was just like all right let me get my homework done go home and focus on what I'm going to do after high school like I just wanted to get out of Peabody Massachusetts it just was not my place everyone was super judgmental but I feel like everyone goes through that in high school where you go through people like judging you and like if you have big dreams they just want to like kind of tear you down a little bit yeah I went through that it was awful I went to two high schools uh actually so I went half to the public school and half to the private school because I always wanted to go to the private school because my best friends went there. And then halfway through, I was like, I'm just going to make the switch. The public school had about 2,000 kids. The private school had about like 500. It was tiny. Or maybe I'm wrong, but I know each grade was so small. The school was like the size of an elementary school. It couldn't be that big. But, you know, it was the whole wearing uniforms, khakis. I used to get in trouble for chewing gum in church like all the time. So that was like the whole thing. But everyone there was just so like follow the line be like the person in front of you don't stand out if you stand out once I transferred to school I actually got a lot of crap for like doing beauty pageants because people were like oh you want to put on your makeup and strut across on stage oh my gosh you want to like be the big on Instagram you want to have all these followers like psh, get out of here like no we have your 500 followers only talk to people in your school peak in high school that might be kind of just like being really general and mean but in all honesty that's how people were to me they were like didn't want to see you strive or do something out of the ordinary even being like a cheerleader people would make fun of me I mean I, it's no secret like I talk about all the time I was like bullied so heavily to the point where like I literally told you like I ate lunch alone I didn't want to mess with people because people didn't want to mess with me and if they did they weren't loyal like people were never loyal but I think in high school everyone's so mature that you can't blame them I mean everyone's you're 14 to 18 years old no one really knows how to be a good friend sometimes or maybe how to make the right choices so I think that's why I got bullied so much and got like left out of things and felt like I was an outcast but I feel like everyone goes through that at one point 
but that did kind of fuel my like fire to be somebody that people wanted to follow and people wanted to watch and also I wanted people to like know I'm relatable I wasn't always like I didn't always have like this love surrounded around me I always like like I at one point literally had zero friends like I think at graduation I had like one friend that I took a photo with and then I went home like I just could not I just wanted to get out of there and it's crazy because all those kids still like hang out with each other and like they all all the kids that made fun of me like they hang out with each other and they they just stay in their group they stay in their town and it's just like I never wanted to be that I always wanted to be something more but I wanted to like go explore the world but like be an influence on people I didn't like I said I didn't know what the word influencer was but I didn't in a way I guess I wanted to be famous because I wanted to be maybe get that validation and like that love from people that I never got. Maybe because like I never was popular. Maybe I wanted to be a little popular in a way and just kind of spread love. But I didn't want to do it in the mean girl way where I'm like, everyone loved me and everyone bowed out to me. It's like, I just wanted to have a million friends. And now I feel like I have a million friends because I interact with my followers like they're my friends. And I talk to them like my friends when I meet them in person because they're so sweet. And honestly, that's just like kind of like, that's something that fueled like my fire. And it's so crazy because I could go on for this for hours about how like I was bullied and how much like it kind of like turned into like me wanting to be there for other people but we can make that a whole episode I could go into that for hours but when I was a sophomore in high school I always like thought to myself like I would look at like Kendall Jenner on like Instagram and I'd be like dang I really want to be like that one day I want I can't be Kendall Jenner I'm not six feet tall I'm not gonna model but I want to be someone with a platform I don't I didn't know what an influencer was I didn't even know what the word influencer was I just knew the word famous I was like, oh, I want to be famous. Everyone wants to be famous. Come on. That's just what it is. And I didn't want to sell my soul. I don't want to do any of that crazy stuff. No, it's like Hollywood. I just wanted to become a figure. I didn't even know I wanted to work in sports. I liked sports. Oh, that's a good question. Everyone always asks me why I like basketball. I didn't make the team in fifth grade, okay? I had to turn to beauty pageants. I always wanted to play basketball. Got cut from the team, whatever. But in reality... I think that kind of fueled me coming full circle to working in sports is that I always wanted to be a part of a team. I always did beauty pageants. That's very individualistic. You're competing against another girl. Oh, who's prettier? Who has the better personality? I hated that. I wanted to be on a team. I wanted the team culture. I wanted to be a part of a family. And that's what sports is, specifically basketball. I always wanted to be a basketball player. Like even in high school, I would try to dress like basketball players, like wearing like the Jordans and my Nike joggers, which I'm wearing right now. But I always just wanted to be someone like that. I hated the whole, I was a cheerleader. I did beauty pageants, but I didn't feel like I belonged in that whole realm. It wasn't really my thing. It was fun. I was kind of hiding behind this whole screen, whatever. So once I finally graduated high school and got away from this like tiny little tight knit community, I was like, I'm just going to do what I want to do and somehow stumbled upon overtime. It was a beautiful match made in heaven. And it's so crazy because people are like, oh, you work for overtime, but you don't even play basketball. And I'm like, you don't have to play basketball to work for overtime. Come on, like that's not a requirement. People are like, oh, you got hired because of this. You got hired because of this. I got hired because I was nice. I wanted a job. And I told them, I was like, I'm willing to do anything for you guys. And that's honestly what happened. I was living in New York City um, when I got in touch with Overtime. Um, so like I went to New York City blindly. Uh, my sister lived here. That's what really got me to New York City is that my family lived here and my sister lived here with her husband. 
I always wanted to be close to her. I was originally going to go to a state school in Massachusetts, though, to save money. I originally graduated high school. I only applied to like UMass Amherst, UMass Lowell, Bridgewater State University, where my dad went. I applied to Northeastern University. I got like waitlisted. My mom went there, there. So I thought I'd be like legacy. <laughs> Didn't get in. But um, I always like thought like, oh, I'm just going to go to a state school and I'm just going to save money. Saving money was the goal at the point. Last minute, I did a late accept, I think it was like a late, what's that called, late application. You can apply pretty much any time to a school. They don't tell you that, but you can. And I applied, I think after, right, no, right before I graduated, I applied to Pace University in New York City. Um, my sister Googled it for me, and she, was, she found like the top 10 best business schools in Manhattan, and Pace University was on the list. And it wasn't NYU, NYU's expensive. It's a nice school, but I was like, ah, I'm trying to save a little bit of money. And Pace offered great scholarships. So at last minute, my sister was like, do you want to really stay in Massachusetts? And I was like, no, I do not. I'd rather cry. So I applied to Pace, and they offered me the greatest scholarship. And that's pretty much the reason why I chose to go there. They had a good business program. I thought I was going to work in business. And they offered me more money than I needed. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to save so much money. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to live a great life in New York City. I didn't even like know anyone that was going there. I didn't have like roommates picked out yet. I didn't know anything about the school. I toured it I think after I chose to go there. And I was like, "All right, let's let's go here." So, my sister toured the college with me, and I was like, "Great, I'm going to Pace University." Spent the summer in Massachusetts, and I moved in September 1st of 2018. I met my roommates at orientation. Like we barely knew each other. I just needed roommates and um I just lived there. I started going to school there. So New York City was kind of just like the last minute decision for me. But I think it was fate because I never really thought I was going to end up in New York City. I thought I was going to save money and go to a state school in Massachusetts. And I'm so glad I did. Because if I never moved to New York City, I never would have met the person that worked at overtime. I never would have gotten overtime. Like moving to this state really changed my life. So it's kind of crazy how changing my environment like I always wanted to was the thing I really needed to kind of get my foundation going. Um, so like I said, I was going to school for business undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I could not do finances. I, I learned that really quickly that business meant doing accounting and finance. I was like, mm-mm, can't do this. I cannot. So I just continued being undecided, doing core classes. And then, I mean, everyone knows I eventually transferred to another school. But that's like way later on in life. That's like right now. I transferred like two, three years later to Sacred Heart University. And I now actually study sports media, which is like, right up my alley which is perfect but I mean right now I have a few late assignments that I have to work on right now so that's another story but okay I need to refer to my list because I'm getting off topic oh my gosh yes so everyone like thinks I started off as like overtime Megan and I really didn't like I was still Megan Eugenio for the first like pretty much two years of overtime I started in 2018 I turned 19 and then for that entire year, I was like packaging orders. I was like helping manage people's Instagrams. I was helping manage the Twitter. I was doing the little odd jobs that needed to be done that like everyone else like probably was too busy or do it focus on something else, like bigger projects to do. So I picked up kind of like the slack on little things that needed to be done. So nothing that I did was too big or too small. I honestly sometimes even stayed after to lock up the office, like after like we had um, cleaning people come. Like I did everything that needs to be done. And like, they always asked me, they were like, can you do this for us? And I was like, yes, like, I don't care. I did everything with a smile. And that's my advice is that people will DM me and they're like, how do I do what you do? And I'm like, you don't start 
this way. <laughs> you start doing the things that you maybe don't love as much as what you do now, but you got to do everything with a smile and put some positivity and heart into everything. Because if you're working for a company that you know you want to be at for a long time, and that's what I knew, like I knew over time, like they actually were much smaller when I got hired. They only had like 800K on Instagram, much smaller. We had a smaller office. We had a completely different setting. I didn't even know like our boss at the time. Like I was just working under one manager doing what needed to be done for the day. I think I worked there like four hours a week. I would come in for like two hours Thursday and Friday and just do like little odd jobs and then go home. And it was just, just basically to get my foot in the door. It wasn't even really to like make money and have that job. It was more just to like get experience being at a sports company because I wanted to work in sports. And eventually a year later, after doing all these packaging orders, you know, organizing our merch, we had such a small merch line compared to now. It's so crazy how much we've grown managing Instagrams. It's like, hon. Oh, I thought I had to sneeze. It's so crazy because one day I walked into my usual Thursday morning, 10 a.m., clock in, and I'm like, all right, what do I need to do today? And they sat me down in the office of 10. 24 or whatever the office number was no 1018 it was office 1018 I know it and our CEO comes up to me with like our head social media coordinator Tom and Dan's our CEO and they were like do you know what TikTok is and I was like I do but that's like an app for kids isn't it I don't really like know how to use TikTok I didn't even have the app downloaded because I was like an Instagram girl I was a Snapchat girl I didn't care about TikTok I didn't even want to make videos like I didn't see that as like a thing I thought it was a kid thing and they were like, you should, you should really download TikTok. You should like see what you can do on there. And I was like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing. So they helped me download it. They helped me like make my account and everything. And they actually sent me links to two videos, two dances for me to do. They were like, just try like the dances because dances were really popping. They're still popping on TikTok. But that's pretty much what everyone starts out doing is the dances. You learn the dance, you post the video, it's a trend. So I posted my two dance videos and within the first day, I think I had like maybe like 3,000 followers. And I thought that was so much. I was like, oh my gosh, I got 3,000 followers. I was so excited. I still didn't even know how to use the app. My mom helped me film. I didn't know you could put a timer on TikTok. My mom had to hold the camera for me and press the button. I didn't know what I was doing. This is August of 2019. And once I eventually kind of learned after a few days of using the app, uh, within the first month, I think I had 150K on TikTok. Um, and then it just kept growing from there. And it's so crazy because TikTok, when you link your Instagram to your TikTok, grows your Instagram. And I had like 2,000 followers at the time. I was Miss Megan from Peabody, Massachusetts. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just live in New York City now and I'm making TikToks and I work for overtime. My name on TikTok, however, was Overtime Megan. Everyone I think knew what overtime was and associated me with overtime everyone associated me with sports right off the bat and they were like who's this random girl from overtime like we know overtime larry we know overtime chloe who's overtime megan we've never seen her before so as i started making more videos about sports and stuff i started getting more attention from that and then within a year i had a million followers so that's kind of jumping the gun but basically how i got started with TikTok. Tick yeah. How I got started with TikTok was my boss and social media, the head social media guy, Tom, just sitting me down and saying, like, you should download this. And I think, honestly, 
it was a trial to see if I could like do it, be an influencer. And it worked. I didn't think it was going to work. I, I was like shocked when my Instagram hit 10K and I was like, what is this? I've never had the K in my name. It's so crazy. And then I think November of that year um, is when I signed my talent contract. So it took a year of sorting out merch orders and running other people's social medias to me running my own and signing a talent contract with overtime it's when they offered me you know my name was officially overtime megan like that's who i was all my socials changed to overtime megan um in november 2019 and that's pretty much where it started to like go up from there and it's so crazy because I think when you come from absolutely nowhere and no one knowing who you are to like people coming up to the street recognizing you, it's like, it doesn't make you feel like you have like imposter syndrome. You're like, I don't know why people are coming up to me. Like you feel so weird. Cause you're like, I'm just Miss Megan from Peabody. Like, how does this happen to me? But it's so crazy. Cause like I said, I feel like I have all these friends and I feel like I have all this support now where I can like reach out to people and vice versa and offer that back. So it's not about the famous aspect like it was when I was a kid when I was like 15 and I want to be famous it's now like I have a platform what do I do with it how can I reach out to people how can I interact with people and that's kind of like what I focus on now um but it took a lot of growing to get there and it took a lot of patience especially so for all the people that DM me I know a lot of girls DM me asking how to do what I do and honestly you have to work your way up because to appreciate what you have in the end you have to have something that you didn't really have it first you have to work hard for it so if you're given all this followers if you're given money if you're given all this stuff in the beginning you're not going to appreciate it you're going to just be like oh great i have it done you're not going to like ever be you're going to be you're going to be satisfied the goal is to one never be satisfied and two to always remember where you came from be humble like when people come up to me i don't even assume they know me i introduce myself i'm like oh i'm megan what's your name because and then they're like what are you doing like of course i know who you are but it's no it's the whole point of the more human you keep it and the more genuine you keep it, the more people are going to respect you. So you can't ever act like you walk around with your follower count on your head. You don't. You don't walk around with your blue check mark. No one knows you're verified when you're walking on the street. You got to act like a normal person. So that's how that, it, it happened fast. But, you know, I still I'm still the same Megan from from day one with 2000 followers and packaging merch orders in the storage room. Thank you. I think the first like TikTok that actually like did well was one where I was kind of introducing myself was like I put like things that described me and it was like five foot two like sports and like Fortnite was huge at the time so I was like I play Fortnite because I like worked with the gaming team sometimes and I just listed a bunch of things and it was like works for overtime I think that caught a lot of people's eye and then I was like oh I'm, I also like I go to college here's my school whatever and uh, I think that one got like two million views or something because then you reveal yourself at the end and people see who you are. So I think people just were like, oh, who is this? I don't know who she is. And um, that was kind of, I guess, like the first video that blew up. But then after that, I learned that talking about sports. So I think also people question my sports knowledge a lot. I do know sports. But what I learned from doing TikTok is no one cares about your real sports takes because everyone's going to judge those anyways and be like, oh, this is so bad. So what I learned to kind of do is to kind of screw up my sports takes a little and kind of say things that I know will get attention and I know will make people mad. And that's how I kind of do the sports industry now is that I'm kinda, I am kind of joke around that I'm like a bandwagon fan, that I literally follow all these teams, that all my favorite players, I have one on every single team. And it's like, I do that on purpose now because back then when I first started talking about real sports, people would just like either support it or completely trash on it and like 
sports accounts will repost it and be like, do you agree with this? And everyone, of course, would say no, because I don't know why I'm a girl that works in sports. Obviously, people are going to want to say something and prove me wrong to keep me out of like talking about it. But like, let's come on. I learned how to finesse the system. and I was like, I'm going to purposely do it. And people, I think, caught on to it eventually and they still catch on to it, but it still kind of works. So that's my like tactic right now. So like I've obviously met, I've met a ton of basketball players and I was actually going to save this for like a whole episode, like talking about pro athletes. I'll never mention like leagues and stuff, but like pro athletes are like a whole different concept but i've definitely met so many athletes working through overtime and even just like becoming an influencer on instagram like once i like gain followers and stuff um people would come to me and that even like athletes uh professional players they'd be like so you work for overtime like they'd be confused and like i remember once like one um i guess i'll just say i'll just say like a basketball player once asked me he was like how old are you and i think this is when i first started and i was like oh i'm 19 i work for overtime like blah, blah blah and he was like you work for overtime like I guess like people were confused at first um like people would be like interested on how I worked for overtime but while I was still like a freshman in college like what I was doing um I mean it's so funny because like I've met like people on pretty much every team I can't even like name some but like I know like I met Cassius Cassius was really nice uh I worked on set with Cole Anthony once uh but he kind of was like off to the side but he was with me we made TikToks together when I was like helping his friend film a show Oh my gosh, who else have I met? Obi Toppin, one of my favorite people in the world, is so sweet. I went to a Knicks game recently for my birthday, and he waved at me first. Like, the nicest person ever, Obi Toppin, I'm telling you guys. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, at every single game, I feel like I pretty much say hi to somebody. Um, They're usually super, super very nice. Uh, Have I met? Who have I met? Tyler Hero at, like, All-Star Weekend 2020. Like, I was with... um, my friend Abad and Larry and like he said hi to us and like a lot of them are just super approachable I met Jason Tatum at like Michael Jordan's like Jordan party after all-star weekend like all this stuff so it's crazy all the people you meet but um I wouldn't say I'm like really close with a lot of them um I just kind of know people through social media and just kind of like when you see them in person you're like oh hey what's up I wouldn't say like I have any close close friends in like the NBA or the MLB or the NHL or What's the other one? Oh my gosh, why am I playing NFL? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm super close with anyone, but I definitely just know a lot of people and have a lot of acquaintance acquaintances through social media. But it's like just crazy the people you meet. But also, like I would say the biggest accomplishment I've had, although I did not meet him in person, is like when I like started growing on Instagram and I guess being posted more on overtime. I think I had seventy thousand followers, so I wasn't I wasn't huge. I had some followers, but I wasn't like just ginormous person. I wasn't as big as like my other coworkers. And um, Kobe followed me on Instagram in like January of 2020. And I was shook. I was like, I don't know how this person found me. I couldn't believe it. I started crying. I thought it was a glitch. I kept refreshing Instagram to make sure it was real. Checked his following 10 times. And it was. I was shook. I was like, I cannot believe he saw me. My roommates were like, oh, maybe his daughter has seen your TikToks. Maybe he just knows you're like a woman working in sports and he supports that. I That was like probably my proudest moment. And I never even got to meet him. I did send him a DM, however, saying thank you for the follow. I was left unseen. But I was really appreciative of being seen in the first place and getting that follow. That, like, really validated me, though, as, like, a woman in sports. Um, just because a lot of my content was pretty goofy. And so having him, like, see my content and, like, knowing he wanted to follow me, like, that was, like, probably one of my biggest things. Um, unfortunately, this was, like, five days before um, his tragedy. So it was kind of crazy because I always wanted to meet him and, like, talk to him and just get to know more about him. So I always wish I got that opportunity, but... 
R.I.P. Kobe. Miss you. Oh, I'm going to the Knicks game tonight. They got they invited me to the game and they gave me an extra ticket. And so I'm taking my boyfriend and we're going to the game tonight. And they invited me to the shoot around. So the Magic are playing tonight. So I'll get to see all my friends on the Magic. And then I'll get to see my friends on the Knicks. And I'll get to maybe shoot a basketball or two. Maybe make a TikTok. I'm going to try to get Obi in on a TikTok. I really want to get him on a TikTok. Because I feel like he's TikTok material. He's always happy and has a positive, like, mood. So I want to get him in on a video. But also, like... It's just super cool to see behind the scenes of the NBA and see like them shoot around and then see them warming up. And they invited me to the post game too. And then after they sometimes shoot hoops after games and stuff. So it's really cool that like over time gained me these relationships with sports teams as a whole. Like I have a relationship with the Trailblazers on social media, the Hornets and me joke around on social media. Um, I've done things with like the MLB. I've done things like with the NFL. I've had my like picture at be at the COVID game where they put like uh, the cutouts on like the seat so it's so crazy like all the opportunities that come by where like you become friends with all these organizations that like once seemed untouchable but right now i have a really good friendship with the knicks we follow each other we're like homies but like this at least that's what i think like i think i think we're best friends so um tonight i'm gonna go see the knicks and then i'm gonna you know just have a great time I'm super excited the knicks are like my home everyone jokes that i'm a bandwagon fan but the knicks are my favorite team I don't know. Uh, I just want to know what you guys want to know. I tried to my best to cover all the intro questions that you guys ask me all the time. Like, I get so many DMs asking how I got started with overtime, where I'm from, what I do, all those things. So I tried to cover all that, but I know you guys have more juicy questions. So if you guys have anything, this podcast, I'm going to have, like, no limit with it. Uh, unless overtime puts a limit on it but just go ahead and dm me questions and i'll try answering them like in every episode but i'm gonna have some definitely interesting episodes coming up i know everyone a lot wants to know a lot about palm tree boy if you're like a megan follower you know what palm tree boy is we're gonna have some juicy stories about things that have happened in pro sports and some behind the scenes stuff I don't know. I got a lot of stories for you guys. And I got a lot of advice because I'm a college student and I work. I get it. I didn't come from like this crazy lifestyle. So no, very normal, normal, schmormal. You guys got any advice? If you guys need advice, have any questions, just DM them my way. This was episode one, the pilot. Bam.